You You found found us! us. Welcome to Going Against the Flow podcast, where you and your middle schooler can dive into discussing relevant topics together with us crazies. Yeah, we are in this world, but not of it. You'll be able to tell. (laughs) Bringing a bit of clarity to situations we face today by turning to what the Bible teaches. Here we go! number seven welcome back everyone please continue connecting with us message us regarding topics you want us to cover we also want to hear about your experiences you faced when going against the flow or dilemmas that you need help with so we can chime in because we want to create friendships out of this and a little support and sense of community you know as a direct result of this podcast we actually met two lovely young men And we're going to introduce them to you today who've come into Kyla's world. What happened is their mum connected with me just after a few weeks back. And now that we're actually planning for them to come visit and everything. And Kyla's literally been chatting and FaceTiming them every day. (laughs) It's been so funny. We talked about them last week when Salem was on or a couple weeks ago. We wanted (laughs) you all to meet them. Their mum actually shared a story how they stood up for truth and are boys that are going against the flow. So we're going to have them share that story later on in the show. But for now, let's please welcome our first international guest hailing all the way from Royal Berkshire, (laughs) just outside Reading in the United Kingdom. Here they are, United Kingdom, Royal Britannia, Daniel and David. Oh, gosh. Daniel and David, Daniel and David. Hello, boys. Of course, you're on the phone right now, but soon you will actually be here in person and we could all host together live in person. How would you yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. So, how is the weather over there right now, currently in England? Yeah, you can see a blue sky, but there's a, a small bit of clouds over here. <laughs> and what time is it? Almost 10 here. <gasps> so the sun, it's still daylight? It's still daylight, yes. It's 10. Oh, okay. I, that's why I said. All right, cool. Let's get a couple of questions so that the audience can get to know you a little better. Kyla, I want you to ask them something. Um, okay, who's older? Daniel. By like how much? One, One minute. minute. Wow. Yeah. And did your mum know she was having twins? Uh, she expected a boy and a girl. Oh. So two boys. Oh, really? They had a name set out for me and everything. What were the names going to be? Going to be Zoe and Daniel. Oh. I was going to be Zoe. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel was going to be Daniel. Zoe and Daniel. <laughs> Any funny stories because you guys are twins? Oh, no. Twin telepathy. Yeah. We have twin telepathy. You a lot. do? Can yeah. you explain that to no, it's not. It's a thing. It is a thing. So you and you know what pe- what each other's thinking? Or doing, or what is yeah, it? Yeah, sometimes it's it don't it doesn't it's not like we can't do it at will. Yeah, it's just you get like an intuition feeling. Yeah, like what happened? Can you give us an example? If both of us are hungry and we want the same thing, <laughs> we, and we and we will most likely say it at the exact same time. Like, what yeah. do you like to eat? What do you both like to eat? Pizza and Subway. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's cool. If I had Africa, I would have picked burgers because I used to work at a restaurant known as called Spur, and they made the best burgers. Oh yeah, guys, you need to know. Also, these guys are, were born in South Africa. Did you yeah. just say that you worked? There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we helped out and then we got money for helping out. <gasps> How old were you? We were like 10. Oh, we wow. 10. But no, we weren't working. Like, they weren't forcing us to work. Child we were just labor. doing it because we, uh, <laughs> we wanted to, to help out. Oh, that's cool. Do you think that one of you is more handsome than the other? Well, we looked at, we're identical twins, so. <laughs> but, but but like, you... I have a beautiful mustache, so I am more handsome. <laughs> mustache. Do you admire each other's mustaches? No, he doesn't have one yet. (laughs) Wait, which one? one? Who doesn't have one? The older one or not? uh, Daniel doesn't have one. Yeah, he's older than me. Oh, (laughs) all right. Well, we're going to move on to our topic of the day is (laughs) profanity. Now, I grew up calling it swearing. Yeah. I don't know if, is that what mm-hmm. you guys say? Swearing? Um, in, yeah, yeah we, yeah, we say that too. Yeah. In America, lots of people call it cussing or cursing. Cussing, cussing, cussing also cursing. So, but I mean, it's kind of confusing because we have swear words, like the action. And then there's the action of swearing in court, like the Pledge of Allegiance, swearing an oath, making a promise. And then cursing. I've heard of that over many years. Yeah, you've heard of that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that many times being to court. I mean. Do you know like the South Africa national anthem words or even the English ones? Uh, I don't know what the Afrikaans or Zulu word for swearing was. Oh no, like like the national anthem. It does exist, but we don't know how to, we don't completely know how to sing it. Oh, okay. Now, well, yeah, what is the word in South Zulu is the language? The Zulu and, Af- and Afrikaans. Do you know how to speak both? Eka, no, only only Afrikaans which Eka Sabi Sung, which is means I'm a banana. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's good. And yeah, but, but when I think about cursing, I think about like an old witch hunched over a cauldron, casting wishes and bad yeah. things upon them, like yeah. putting curses against someone. Which really is one of the aspects of cursing or, or cussing is you're cussing out someone, you're swearing at somebody, you're saying bad things against them. Yeah, um, I don't like that word. I don't like the word cussing. The, the C just makes it a very sharp word, so I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, the cuss, the sound of it. <laughs> well, no one likes cussing. Well, there's also. A, you know, you can call it offensive language or explicit, you know, like explicit lyrics. Or you can just call it swearing. Yeah, or just swearing. So, <laughs> all right. Well, um, fun facts. Here we go. Hegiochroma uh, is a eye thing where if you have, like me, I have brown eye, but then I have three blue stripes in it. Wow. Can you say that one more time? Hegiochroma? Hegiochroma. So you have three stripes in your eye. I have three blue stripes in my brown eye. And does your brother doesn't have that? No. Oh. Sadly, no. I like that. So that's the way we'd be able to tell you apart. <laughs> one has stripy eyes and one doesn't. There is a swear word disorder. <laughs> a disorder? Yeah. Can you tell me a bit more about that, Dr. Kyla? She said no. there's a swear. No, I just, no, that's all I have. So somebody. Well, yeah, I've heard of it. I think I've heard of it. Swears like nonstop. Yeah. Out of control. A bird and sting feels like you're stepping on hot charcoal 
with nails in your heel for 24 hours. What sting? A bullet ant. Bullet ant. Oh, a bullet ant. It's like, oh yeah, that's yeah. like the second worst, most story. painful. Which name yeah. comes from? Bullet ant. Yeah, that's what's called. A- Daniel, have you ever seen or encountered a bullet ant? Do they have any of those in South Africa? No, they don't have them in South Africa or England. I think it's only America and other countries. Oh. Now I'm scared. Are they just small? obsessed with that. For my no knowledge that they are dying, you can tell me you're the antipathy. Do they hurt you when you kill them? Like, is that if you step on them and then they sting you and then they're dead? They'll sting you. Oh, it's just when they come along yeah, and sting you. Non-flying wasps, so that do way, way more damage. Non-flying wasps, you just said. Non-flying <laughs> wasps are these ants. Wow. Spiders have six types of web spinners. An example are, are the webs they use to swing and climb around and the webs that they use that you usually see in their webs. Each spider has six different types of yeah. webs that they can form? Yeah. Man, that's yeah. Like, that is really amazing. Some languages don't have swear words. I wish I was in that language. Which is? I don't know the languages. <laughs> <laughs> well, swear words are actual words but they're just offensive. Yeah, offensive. They've made them abusive words. So used in the right context, they wouldn't be a swear word necessarily. Some of them, like a female dog. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what languages that would be. Thanks for those fun facts, Kyla. And I know, they're the right topic today. Kyla had the right topic. And I I really liked your your guys' ones too. It's once in a lifetime, guys. So as long as humans have existed, they have actually probably cursed or cussed or sworn or used profanity yeah placing a curse on someone oh <laughs> is, is different from like mumbling swear words when you're mad or hurt yourself obviously yeah but it's thought that this idea actually started with man and god Originally, the sense of a curse that you're wishing doom or misfortune to come upon a person or group wasn't so different from using profanity, which in an early sense is speech directed against God. If you're saying something against man and cursing them, essentially, then you're saying something against God because man is made in God's image. Do you understand that? Oh, right, repeat oh that. that changes my entire opinion of swearing. Right. Repeat that. If you're saying something against man, if you're swearing at someone or being mad at someone, then you're essentially saying something against God because all men are made in God's image. Oh. So there's three types of profanity that we're going to talk about today. There's the cursing people. Mm-hmm. Then there's swear words to yourself yeah. when you get mad. And then there's blasphemy. So we're going to be saying stuff in context today that just to sort of paint the picture, but we're obviously not going to say the bad words because I don't want to offend anyone and I don't want to be offended myself. (laughs) But we'll... I just just want to say it. I I hate swear words. I swear. Which one is that? Who says they hate swear words? David. Oh, we both hate swearing. Okay, yes. We do too. All right, well, here's the question. Stop. Question time. What is it in us that makes us want to swear at or put a curse on someone else in this way. So angrily. We're mad at them. Your anger. Yeah. Or people just want to do it. Yeah, if they're angry, there's many reasons. Because the country we're in right now, it's common to hear a swear word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, and in South Africa, you'd barely ever hear a swear word coming from a child. 
Yeah, no, I hear you. Because it's, yeah, it's depending on what culture you're in too, how people express themselves. And some people, it's like highly offensive to use swear words, but other people, it's like nothing. It's like, who cares? You, yeah. say, you say swear words even to your friends. You don't even care about them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get what you're saying. What's an alternative way to handle your anger instead of swearing at somebody? How, what's another way to be able to... Okay, you can just keep quiet. You can try to calm down. You could try ignoring it. Yeah, and kind of keep it to yourself. Like self-control. That's exercising self-control. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's other influences in your life. Like we talked about last week, bad mm-hmm. influences and being a good influence. Really, words get in your head and the way that you speak can really be influenced by what you watch on TV, by what your friends say. Like you guys said, when you're in a different culture, if you hear those words over and over and over again, you you feel like you want to say them as well. It's mm-hmm. just a really weird yeah, thing. It's so, like it's okay. Yeah, you just feel like yeah. it's okay. We were raised in a country where where people wouldn't be friends with you if you said too much bad words. Yeah, mm-hmm. but and now now you're no one's going to be friends with you if you don't say bad words. I know. Yeah, it's like a cool factor if you say certain <laughs> words. It's mm-hmm. so lame. So you really have to control what you're putting in your mind because and what you're putting in through in your ears and what kind of music you listen to. But you can't control the kind of people that are at your school. That's the thing. Yeah. Kyla's all day long with kids and then she can't stand the, the language that I use, especially at lunch break mm-hmm. when they're in control of the conversation. Yeah, she, she just can't stand it. So it really takes a lot of self-control, like you guys said. And depending on what situation you're in, it's still you who's in control. You're still the one who's going to retaliate a certain way. And, and who is influencing you in what in the words that you say? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? And that's really going to impact your soul even. It goes deeper than just words that you're saying. The next chunk is talking about swear words to yourself. So there's one thing, cursing others mm-hmm. and saying things against people when you're mad. But then swear words to yourself really start happening depending on what sort of influence that you're under. The word profanity means unholy words, unholy, desecrating the holy, no religious significance. They're just sort of normal, nothing to do with God, nothing holy. I did not know that. Yeah, that's what profanity means. So, Wait, honestly. Daniel last night said that just meant being rude. Oh, no, yeah. That's kind of the... Yeah, the definition of of profanity. Oh, Kyla, yeah, what do you want to say? I wanted to say swearing emerges by age two and becomes adult-like by ages 11 to 12. By the time children enter school, they have a working vocabulary of 30 to 40 offensive words. By the time when? By the time they enter school. Jeez. I didn't even know there was that much swear words. Yeah, 30 (laughs) or 40. Yeah. I don't even know, like, four that's what i'm thinking yeah. too what kind of kids are they 40 jeez well, well, who's coming up with these words <laughs> i don't know i don't know but Cole's, like you said cur- curse words are cultural so the words do have meaning and they they're generally of the world they're of the culture but we want to communicate to the world that we are different okay daniel read ephesians 4 29 uh, let no unwholesome words proceed from your mouth but only such a word as is good for edif- edification yes i don't really get that word 
Yeah, edification, edifying. So let no unwholesome words come through your mouth, only words for edification. So the Bible speaks directly to this topic, that we're not to let anything that come out. That we're, The only things, we want to speak life. We want to think, say things. Kyla, do you know what edification means? No. Edit something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> David or Daniel, any idea what edification means? Like when you know. think about that verse that you just read, do you, what do you think that, break it down, what do you think that means to you? Edification probably sounds like an editing. See? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm the only one. <laughs> no, I like how you're thinking. It's not edit. It's not editification. It's just edification. Edifying means to build somebody up, something that's good, something that's wholesome. Wholesome means kind of to make you whole, not to take away from you. So the Bible says not to say anything that's, unwholesome but only to build one another up kyla read ephesians chapter 5 verse 4 nor should there be obscenity foolish talk or coarse choking (laughs) which are out of place but rather thanksgiving any thoughts did you even understand what that said no i sort of understood (laughs) i sort of understood i did not know at all i'm trying i'm trying to act smart Good. Well, we're talking about, we're just learning what the Bible says about this topic. So that's fine if you don't fully understand. This is Paul talking to the Ephesian people, the people in Ephesus. He's teaching them and how to be, how if we're God's holy people, how are we supposed to act? So he's saying there shouldn't be any obscenity, which is bad language, foolish talk or coarse joking, bad jokes, you know, jokes about sexual stuff and just like dirty jokes, basically. But that stuff shouldn't be there. That's out of place. But rather, we should be thankful. We should be yeah. setting a good example, stuff like that. Um, our speech should be more careful and uplifting than the average person. It, it really is a slippery slope when you're constantly surrounded by this language. Is it really upbuilding to associate words that are considered among the dirtiest in the English language with like sex and stuff and Ugh. particularly body parts? And then you're using that vulgarities against people should we really lower the amazing gift of sex that god gave us to Mm -hmm. kind of swearing against people and using that it's just it's just dirt and filth and it's just darkness is it is it really up up building or yeah or even necessary i mean is it really worth telling someone go to H-E-L-L, like go, like that's, would you really, no, really say it's not worth it. No, but people say it's that all the time. Just like, oh, huh, you can't say it like, like it's, like it's going to happen. Like that's like saying it's going to happen. It's not your decision, it's God's. I know, but people just throw it around like it's nothing because they don't understand the depths of it. And they don't understand really that your words are so, so powerful. But what happens is once you start saying that stuff, once you start using that language, it can, really can become a bad habit and mm-hmm. you start kind of justifying it and like, oh, it's only words. It doesn't, doesn't really mean anything. David, go ahead and read Proverbs 18, verse 20 to 21. From the fruit of his mouth, a man's stomach is filled. With the harvest from his lips, he is satisfied. The tongue has pa- the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. All right, perfect. Were you able to have a chance to think about what that verse means? Some of these verses can be really complicated. Yeah. I think by it means with the harvest from its lips, as in words that it says. Yes. And by the power of life and death, it means 
depending on the actions you say. Yeah, that there's power in what you say. You can either condemn someone or you can lift them up. You can really encourage them just by just by what you're saying, just by what you're thinking and then the words that come out of your mouth, right? Yep. You really have to be careful what you say because they impact all of those people around you and they also impact yourself. They can bring others down and lift them up. If you condemn someone, if you say something nasty to somebody, what do you expect is going to happen? They're going to say something mean back? Yeah, you might get in a fight. You might get punched in the face. You might get slapped. Like, it's not going to bring so, like, anything don't good. don't be surprised if that happens. Yeah. But if you say something good and positive and building people up, they'll be blessed. And, and so much good can come out of that. So in Hebrew, the word for stomach... Because in that Bible verse, it said, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the produce of his mouth and from the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. So this is what it's saying, that the stomach also means your heart and your spirit. The inmost part where your thoughts are treasured is your heart. So the Hebrew, in Hebrew language, they call that your stomach. So it's saying that your heart will be satisfied from what you say. There's a direct connection from your heart to the words that you say and to others too. When I say something to you, your heart is satisfied or your heart is let down. And it can, that's why words can hurt people's feelings because it's, it's connected to their heart. It's connected to their, their soul. So words have power. We need to speak life. We need to speak kindness and blessing. Don't waste the breath God gave you on profanity in hateful words. Speak kindness and love and you will be blessed. Okay, we're going to move on to the third thing, which is blasphemy do any of you guys know what blasphemy means or taking the lord's name in vain yeah i I didn't know until you said taking the lord's name in vain like saying oh my dear dear yeah that's it stuff like that it's way worse than swearing yes kyla has i would say way worse but i would say it's it's a bit worse than it (laughs) using your creator it's using your creator's name in a bad way yes completely it's like saying your father's name in vain putting your father's name in vain or mother's name in vain Mm -hmm. but just a lot worse well daniel i want to hear what have your thoughts so far on on everything that's going we haven't heard from you yet i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) okay listen to this right taking the lord's name in vain is actually talked about in the 10 commandments it's number three in the 10 commandments number one is okay let me quiz you does anybody know what the first commandment is killing someone (laughs) i'm guessing start praising the idol yeah no other gods before me no idols ding well actually no the i think (laughs) no he got it on the right track it's like no other gods before me no idols those are kind of one and two Kyla said no killing. <laughs> no killing is very important, but it's not. Now, I don't know. If oh, but I do that every day. <laughs> I don't know. But number three, I don't know if he ranks them in order of importance, but I think that he probably does. Number three is do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. So he doesn't talk about killing. He doesn't <laughs> talk about even swearing but number so three using the lord's name in vain is, is worse than, than killing <laughs> i think well, well, so that's what i take from it killing yeah. many many times but i th- but that's what this is the whole point because in that culture in the jewish culture the name of someone meant everything that's why people they, they were so conscious of what their names of their children were 
because they made it defined their character. It kind of put on a huge responsibility. Their name kind of was who they were. Now, God, we don't actually know the name of God. We can't pronounce it. It's unpronounceable. When God told Moses what his name was, it, he, he just gave him the letters Y-H-W-H. It was unpronounceable. So it's kind of like Yahuwah. Yah. Now we say Yahweh, Yahweh. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, but <laughs> W or Y-H-W-H. And it was revealed to Moses just as four letters. And Why didn't God say it? Well, because essentially it means the great I am, because he is all, he is all powerful, all encompassing. He is the beginning and the end. There is no, he's, the, he, he's in all eternity. He was there before, he was there after. He's all encompassing in control of everything. So for his name, there is no name that would ever describe who he is. He's just the great I am. And it is hard to get our minds around it. But in the English language, we call him God. But there's not one name that could possibly describe the one who created all and is all powerful, holy and majestic, all these things. The, the meaning of your name back in that culture was a huge deal. Now, I wanted to see, do you guys all know what your names mean? Yes, I know, I know what mine means. <laughs> who is that, David or Daniel? Daniel and David, Daniel and David, Daniel and David. David. All right, David, what does your name mean? David, or should I say beloved? Beloved, yeah. No, just beloved, not beloved. No, you just say beloved. Well, David was a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. God, he had such a close relationship with the Lord and the Lord really cherished and looked after him. And I was actually reading this week in the Bible. I'm reading Psalms right now and I'm in 1 Samuel. I'm kind of going back and forth. And he was known as a really great leader. There were some things that David was known as a great leader. Even before he was became king, he had just, a when he killed Goliath and everything, he was really established to be a great leader. Now, Kyla, what about you? Mine means beauty only poetry can capture. It's an Irish name. It's also kind of mishmashed it's between Kyla and in the Bible... There's a Hebrew city called Kyla, but it's spelt K-E-I-L-A-H. And David rescued <laughs> Kyla. <laughs> That's in the Bible. Isn't that cool? There's that little connection there. Now, Hold on, I'll be right back. Yeah, but BFF, he saved you. But then he ended up not saving it and he ended up leaving Kyla. And Saul <laughs> came in and kind of oh. took it over. But he had the intention to save Kyla. Kyla was this huge city on a hill. It was a big citadel. It was, it was high, a big, big, huge, amazing city. Daniel, do you know what your name means? Daniel and David. God is my judge. Oh, awesome. See, so you measure everything against what God's standards are. We always need to say God's name with love and respect. Nowadays, it's just, it's literally, it's on every TV show. Oh my, yeah, oh my, blah. it's all the time. And Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, and people use that. It's just so offensive. One thing, like you said earlier about culturally, the cultural changes. When I moved from England to America, in England, in my church in England, nobody ever blasphemed. Nobody ever said, oh, my G-O-D. Nobody ever did any of that. It just wasn't in our vernacular and what we said. When I moved here, Christians always said it. 
And yeah. I couldn't understand. I could not understand. I thought, why don't they have any respect for the name of our God? And I know it was a cultural thing. Nobody really understood the depth of what using God's name in vain is. But I just, I couldn't believe, because I was raised that way, that it was way more offensive than even swearing and using profanity. Because these people wouldn't swear, but they would say, oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah, because I don't even want to say it, but I, I just, I couldn't believe it. It was total shock to me. Like, there's so much other things you can use, but people choose to use that. Yeah, oh my goodness, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, dad does not like us saying oh my gosh. No, I do not. Because it sounds so much like oh my god. That was probably one of the biggest culture shocks when I came here. But you know that, like Muslims and Jews, all these other religions, they have, they revere and honor their the name of their god and just find it really offensive that Christians don't do that. I, I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm just throwing it out there for listeners. Be a bit be more aware. Yeah, be a bit more aware. Using God's name in vain isn't good. We need to go against the flow. We need to not use, use that kind of language. We want to speak words of life. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You be goodness. I don't oh, like it. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I am so sorry. We are totally out of time. It's it's nearly 30 minutes. We have had so much fun with you guys that we've just run completely out of time. So we're going to have to make this into two episodes and everyone listening, you have to come back next week. It's once in a lifetime, guys. The whole reason we wanted you to meet these boys Daniel and David was to share their story, which is so good. It's so inspirational. So you're going to have to come back next week. I'm really sorry that I had to do this to you. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you sharing and continuing to support us. Check out our webpage. And also we have some really cool apparel up there too for you to support us so we can keep making episodes. Thank you so much. We will Yay. see you next week. Media devices can isolate us from each other, but we want to use this podcast as a tool to connect, teach kids to live moral and faithful lives and to have mastery over their media. Because we like to make it easy. You can find and please share Going Against the Flow on all major streaming platforms. Do us a favor. Like, like subscribe, subscribe, download, and share. The podcast as that helps more people find us. Yes, four steps. Like, like subscribe, subscribe, download, and share. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.